Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that God will meet you in this time with a fresh revelation of His love for you and that you will be challenged to align with the amazing plans that God has waiting for you. Here's this week's message from Pastor Brenton. How are you guys doing? Doing good? Awesome. Well, it's so great to to meet together, to worship God and praise Him. Uh, And I'm so excited to enter this time of, like Pastor Claude was mentioning, uh, of prayer and fasting. Uh, We call these three weeks the the Daniel Fast, Uh, not because there's a Daniel Fast out there, um, but because Daniel fasted in the Bible. And uh, we see this in Daniel 10. There's actually a couple of fasts that Daniel does, but in, in Daniel 10... What was happening was Daniel was seeing visions of, of wars coming to Jerusalem and bringing ruin to Jerusalem. And uh, it says, at that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food. So I guess that's like the, the food that you open your fridge and you don't choose it, you know? The broccoli, um, those kind of things. Uh, no meat or wine touched my lips. Get this, I used no lotions, no, no skincare routine. Uh, until the three weeks were over. And uh, it was really cool because as Daniel fasted, as he pressed into God, after that time, it says, an angel of the Lord visited him and said to Daniel, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and humble yourself before God. And I love this for a fast that, that what we want to do is we want to gain understanding. We want to see from God's perspective. We want to know what God is saying about our situation and about our lives. And we want to humble ourselves. We want to repent. And that's what I think Daniel would have been doing. Um, repenting of his own sin. Repenting for the sin of his people before God. It says, since the first day you did that, your words were heard. And I've come in response to them. And this is what we see time and time again as God's people fast, uh, as they they fast for different things, as they pray, God responds and God moves and and God breaks in and does things. Uh, We see this in Esther, where Esther is going to have to go or, yeah, going before the king to ask uh, the king not to uh, kill the Jews. And she wasn't supposed to go before the king unless she was invited, right? So this would have been a life and death thing. Uh, Israel, the Jews fasted um, for three days with no food and no water, and, and God responded. And, and obviously the, the Jews, Jewish people were saved. In Nehemiah, when Nehemiah heard about the walls of Jerusalem that were uh, torn down, he, he fasted and he mourned, and, and God broke through. The, the king allowed him to go back to Jerusalem and gave him resources and what he needed to rebuild the wall. So all throughout the Bible, you see these fasts happening, whether it's personal or whether it's a corporate fast, a group of people fasting. Sometimes it's just one person fasting. You see fasting happen. You see God moving and breaking through. It was part of the culture of the day. Uh, Look at Luke 5. Jesus' disciples were actually noticed because they, they weren't doing this. They weren't fasting. And it says, they said to him, John's disciples often fast and pray, John the Baptist, so his disciples were fasting, and so do the disciples of the Pharisees, but yours go on eating and drinking. So people are noticing, like, Jesus, your disciples never fast. They're, they're always eating food. They're always drinking. What's going on? How come they're not fasting? 
And Jesus said, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while he's with them? But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and those days they'll fast. So Jesus was essentially saying, hey, you know, when you're, when you're fasting, you're pressing in for more of God and hungering for God. I'm God, I'm here. They don't need to do that, right? You don't need to seek God when Jesus was standing in the flesh right there. But Jesus said, I'll be gone, and in those days, fasting is going to become a thing that they do again. And, and if you look at our, our culture today, I think often fasting is not a, a Christian practice, not something that we do all that often. And growing up for me, I'm, I know it wasn't really either. I think I was probably introduced to fasting when I was around seven or, or nine years old, and we came home from church. And my parents just kind of told me, uh, we're not having lunch. And, and for, a, you know, for a young kid, that's a big deal. No lunch. Like, what's going on? Uh, and they said, we're, we're fasting. And so at that day, I was like, okay, whatever this fasting thing is, I really don't like it. It's not for me. But I, I, don't, I didn't really know, right, the meaning behind all of this. I don't know if my, my parents really knew exactly what a fast was all about either, and so it was something that wasn't really practiced for me for a very long time. And often, I think, in this culture, it's not very practiced. I, I think a few reasons why it's maybe not practiced is fasting is really, um, the emphasis of fasting is in the spiritual, right? Fasting is very different than going on a diet. And I've heard it said before, hey, I don't know if I'll join this time of, of Daniel fast because I eat really healthy, so I, I don't think I need to do a fast. And it was like, ah, oh, that's kind of, it's great to eat healthy, sure, but like fasting is different. If, if you're going on a diet, your emphasis is, you know, physical, right? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to eat different food. But a fast, the emphasis, of course, your diet changes, but the emphasis is, is spiritual. It's focusing on, on God. It's not just changing your diet. It's, it's seeking him in, in prayer and all of these things. It's making that the emphasis over the food. And so I think sometimes there's maybe a disconnect in us when we hear about fasting because we just think about, oh, I don't need a diet or I've heard of intermediate fasting. But biblical fasting, the emphasis is, is on the spiritual. And that's where sometimes maybe we just don't see the need to do it. Um, fasting is maybe also not prevalent because it's a bit of a bummer um, in the sense that it's just, it's hard, like, the f every time, every year the fast comes up, I always have mixed emotions. Because on one hand, I'm like, this is going to be so great for me. It's exactly what I need. Every year, I'm so encouraged. And the other part of me is like, no! <laughs> I just want to eat ice cream and all of these things, right? And, and as you fast, there's a level of sacrifice. There's a level of your body's just uncomfortable, and we live in a culture where we're very comfortable, right? When we want ice cream, we can get ice cream. When we want to stream a whole season of Netflix, we do that. And now we're maybe saying, hey, let's not do these things. And it's a sacrifice. It's uncomfortable. And so for this reason, sometimes, I think, again, we just say, oh, I, I maybe, I don't think God's calling me to fast. That sounds a little intense. I think I'll just carry on. 
right? Uh, but I really encourage you to join in with this fast. Yes, there, it, it might be a little bit uncomfortable when you fast certain things that you're accustomed to, but I really think it's supposed to be um, part of our lives. It was in Bible times, fasting was something that a disciple of Jesus was expected to do, right? And I think in our lives today, like worship, like prayer, fasting should be something that we do. Uh, so Claude was touching on a few different ways to fast. I'm going to quickly just run, run through a couple of these things. Uh, media or entertainment fasts. I really encourage you, whether, it's a, whether you're like deleting apps on your phone so you're not using it at all, or even just cutting back media, I just really encourage you uh, to do that during this time. Um, and make sure if, if you're saying, hey, I'm going to fast Instagram, make sure you're not just on Facebook and TikTok more. Uh, make sure you're really cutting back media, right? Or it's like, hey, I'll delete Instagram and then I'll just go on Netflix all evening. Now, we want to cut back media altogether um, and limit that. And, and the, the goal is to replace the time we'd spend there in time of worship and prayer, Right? Uh, a selective food fast, so you can take a certain type of food. I'm going to fast meat or bread or sweets and pop, snacks, caffeine, caffeinated beverages, uh, alcohol, grains. You can do what Daniel would have done, which is uh, kind of eating only fruits, vegetables, and whole grains, nuts you can have as well. There's a bit more detail on our website. If you click on the Daniel Fast portion of our website right now, you can read kind of what's, what's fine with uh, doing a Daniel Fast. You can do 24 hours of water only. Uh, you can have one meal per day. So I'm going to have just supper uh, every day. Or you can just fast one meal a day. Hey, I'm going to fast lunch or I'm going to fast breakfast. Uh, and you can do a full 21-day fast. To me, I would think you would die if you do that. But uh, people do it and they're, they're living. So <laughs> um, it, I feel like I'm going to die after like one day of no food. But uh, actually, um, it's, it's funny how your body is just asked for food even though it doesn't necessarily always, always need it anyway. Um, but make sure if you're doing the full fast, at some point you're, you're breaking it because you will die around after 40 days. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, I really encourage you to join in. I'm not telling you guys how, how to do this or what to fast. That's totally up. I, I want you to go before God, just spend some time and say, hey God, what are some things that, that, that I should fast and, and let that be between you and God. Uh, I also want to encourage you guys to join our, our prayer nights, like we said, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Uh, like, I, like I mentioned, in the Bible, there was personal fasts and there was corporate fasts. There was times where all the nation of Israel said, hey, nation, like we're going into a time of fasting. And then there was just times where someone made a decision between just them and God to fast. Uh, this is a corporate fast where we as a, a body of believers are going to seek the Lord uh, together and, and fast together. And so with that, we want to pray together. And, and Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock, uh, starting this Tuesday and then every Tuesday of the fast, we're going to do that. There's going to be worship. There's going to be prayer. So we really uh, encourage you to do that because it's more than just a personal fast. It's a, it's a, we're doing this together as well. Awesome. So uh, this morning, I'm, I'm kind of excited just to talk more about the fast and what God wants to do in our hearts. But that's just a few uh, of the details of the fast. But yeah, before I get into the word, let's pray.
God, I thank you so much for uh, who you are. And God, just this morning, I, I thank you for this morning that we could come together here and praise your name. And God, as, as we just enter this time of seeking you and this time of fasting, uh, Holy Spirit, I just pray for just an awesome sense of unity amongst your people. God, I just pray that we could really just um, zoom in on, on you and think about and set our mind on things above, God, during this time. And I thank you that you're going to meet us. You're going to work powerfully, God. Amen. Uh, growing up, uh, my wife had what was called Brown syndrome, where if there was something coming at her and she looked up, she would see double. I told everyone else, actually, that anytime something came close, she seemed double. So a lot of people think she was blind for the first few years of her life. It was only when she looked up, just to clarify. So when she, when she looked up, she would see things in double. And as you can imagine, certain sports are not maybe excellent for, for this. So you're playing baseball, and, it, and you've, you've got you know, to be like, hey, I think it's this one. Um, so eventually, she, she's finding sports hard, and she goes to her mom and says, you know, mom, like, how do you know which one is the, the right ball when, you, when you're looking up and you see two of them? How do you know which one is the real one? And then uh, at that point, uh, Michelin knew, okay, something is not exactly right. If there's two balls there, then they're both real, but if, there's, if you're seeing two and there's just one, that's not normal. Um, so eventually, this got, this got healed and, and corrected, which was awesome. But uh, I think sometimes life can feel like this, where we have these things coming at us, and we don't know where our, our focus should go, and our focus is, is divided. And there's some things that we should focus on, some things that, that we shouldn't focus on. And I quoted this verse already um, in my prayer, but in Colossians 3, verse 2, it says, set your mind on things above, not on things that are on earth. And I realize now that this is what, this is the verse I should have quoted when my teachers told me to get my head out of my clouds, out of the clouds. Um, I'm actually supposed to have my head in the clouds, set my mind on things above, not on things of earth. Um, maybe a bit out of context, but, but when, we, when we really stop and think about this verse, is it something that we're doing? Is it something that we live out? What, what consumes our thoughts? I want you to think about that this morning. What, what consumes my thoughts? Are it, am I living that out? Am I actually fixating my mind on things above, not on things of earth? And that doesn't mean living aloof, right? That doesn't mean that, that we can't function and do our jobs. It, it means though we're seeing from a heavenly perspective. We're, we're seeing people with, with God's eyes in, 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 every day, in our everyday life. God is in the picture. We're, we're worshiping him. But often I think this verse is not one we live out. Um, and it's a hard one to live out because if we, if we, look, at, if we look at our phones, they're trying to get our attention, right? All of the, the, the apps on our phones, most of them are designed in a way to get your eyeballs and get your attention. And this is, they have meetings about how do we keep these people on these apps for as long as possible. Uh, and there's so many things that, that fight for our attention. It can be so easy to lose sight of what's really important. 
Um, statistics are saying that for, for Generation Z, the generation one, one lower than, than I, for every 10 hours of media content or Netflix or video games, practicing Christian believers will get one hour of bi- time in the Bible, time in worship, time in church, time in youth group. And honestly, that, that statistic is probably very generous. The, the ratio could even be way higher. It could be one in 20. It could be one in 50. But, but we are, are filled with so many things and often fixated on things that don't matter. And so fasting is an amazing time uh, to refocus. This is what we want to do. We want to focus on what's important. We don't want to go after the things that don't actually matter. We want to fixate and, like it says, set our mind. That's an intentional thing that we have to do. So I encourage you, um, if there are certain apps on your phone that are taking up a lot of your time, delete them. It's going to be really hard because I I guarantee you, you're going to at some point pick up your phone and you're going to go to press on the app where the familiar space is and then you'll be like, oh, it's not there and your brain will kind of like, I don't, I don't compute this, you know, what's, what's happening? But that's good, right? We're retraining our brain not to be distracted and this is where we can say, hey, I'm gonna take that time, I'm gonna worship, I'm gonna focus on God, I'm gonna take this time in, in, in prayer. And I realized after one fast, after not having Instagram, actually it's just better. I don't need to know what you made for supper and, and you walking your dog. Like, that's, that's fine. That's good. But, but honestly, if my mind is, is, if I'm just scrolling through that and it's grabbing my attention, maybe actually I'm just happier without it. And so I, I encourage you, again, lay aside these distractions. Take this time uh, to really train your mind to focus on God. And the beautiful thing is in this place, there's, there's so much clarity, there's so much peace. I, I, I know that you guys during this time are gonna, gonna hear God more in your life because what you're doing is you're, you're turning down the volume of, of the world and, and all these other distractions and things that are coming at you and you're tuning in to the voice of God. And when you tune into the voice of God, you're gonna hear God more and this, this is where it's awesome because God speaks, God leads, God directs. And this is how the early church functioned. When they were moving forward, when they were making decisions, they would pray and fast so they can hear God. In Acts 13, it says this, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Right, the early church wasn't in cruise control. They weren't just, uh, uh, you are pretty talented and you're pretty talented, you go and lead the church. They were making decisions based on what God wanted and what God was saying. But, but so they could tune in to what God was saying, they would take time to lay aside distractions, focus on God, to pray and to fast. And in this place, the Holy Spirit spoke. Um, one chapter later, you see it all over again. When they had appointed elders for them in every church, how did they do that? They did that with prayer and fasting. They committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. So when they were making these decisions, they were praying and fasting because they wanted God to be involved in the process. 
right? It's something that I so appreciate about this church is whenever there's a big decision, it's not, it's not just necessarily based on what's logical or, yeah, this makes sense. It's always, hey, we need to pray about this. We, we need to fast. And Claude is always, I, I, I love his faith because when, he's, when there's a situation in front of him and when there's this, a decision, it's, I'm going to pray. I'm going to tune into God. And the answer is going to be revealed in that. And, and this is how the early church functioned. And this is how our church wants to function. And this is how we want our lives to function, right? Not just on cruise control, but we want God leading us. And for God to lead us, it's great to take time to pray and to fast and refocus on what he's saying. Uh, number two, fasting is an awesome time to recommit to God. It's an awesome time to recommit to God. Uh, what, what we often do when we fast is, is you give up something that's hard to give up, right? Um, you, it, you know, if we're talking about cutting out social media, cutting out MySpace doesn't work, you know, because I don't think that exists anymore. You want to cut out something that's hard. Valerie jokes every year, hey, I'm fasting coffee this year because <laughs> um, she doesn't drink coffee. And I find it incredibly fast to drink or incredibly hard to fast coffee. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that too. I'm fasting coffee. Um, although she is drinking Tim Hortons mocha, so that maybe there's a hope that she'll be a coffee drinker one day. But when we fast these, these things, when we fast things that we're, our body is used to or are used to grabbing our time, there's, there's this, this flesh that cries out. Um, your, your body will say, hey, give me sweets now. And it's going to be loud, right? After a meal, if you're not giving it sugar, it's like sugar. It's almost, you can almost literally hear it like sugar, sugar. You need to give me sugar. I need a cup of coffee. You need to watch Netflix. You need to do this. And, and what we get to do with, with that, that cry of our flesh is we get to remind our body, hey, you don't need that. Hey, you don't need that. You need God. Hey, guess what? God is more important than Netflix. Hey, guess what, body, I'll feed you again, but right now, and, and always, God is more important than food. I need God more than food. I love God more than food. So you can take a back seat, and I know you're going to keep whining, but I'm going to praise God because I love him. And that's what we're saying when we're fasting, right? We're not doing this so that we can suffer. It's not about putting ourselves through pain to get something from God. It's an act of recommitment to God and devotion to God. It's an act of love. We're saying, God, I love you more than this. God, you're more important than this in my life. And I'm giving this up because I, I, I want to remind myself that you are more important. I want to remind myself that, that you're the only thing that matters, that, that I love you, God. And so as we fast, it's a great time to make this recommitment. Uh, Mark 12, it, we all know this. It's the greatest commandment. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And the second greatest is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no greater commandment than these. I love how simple that is. Christianity in a big part is, is really simple and, and sometimes we just get distracted by, by the simplicity. This is why we're here. This is why we, we exist as believers. It's to love God and let him lead us in, in loving other people. And as I fast, one thing that, that happens is, is I'm able to tell my body, hey, I want to commit to this. 
This is why I'm living. I'm not living for anything else. I'm living to love God. I'm living to love people. And I love how when I do that, it seems like all of my priorities are realigned. God is reminding me, hey, yes, this is most important in my life. And that's the third thing that I'm excited to happen in the fast. Is fasting is a great time for us to come in realignment with our priorities, come to realignment in our hearts. One of the greatest things that God wants to do in this fast is he wants to work in your heart. And I think Claude said that really well. Um, he mentioned, hey, if you have something where you want a breakthrough or you want God to intervene and move in, pray for that. And th- we see this in the Bible, right? That's an important thing to do. But one of the great works that God wants to do in this fast is right here. He wants to work on your heart. He wants to speak to your heart. He wants to realign your heart. Um, when, when Israel was doing a, a fast in, in Isaiah 58, they were frustrated. And they say, why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you don't take knowledge of it? So they, they, they fasted and, and they took time to do this. And they were cheesed because God didn't notice at all. It didn't seem like anything changed in their relationship with God. And so they were like, God, like we, we did the fast. That sh- shouldn't that change something? Shouldn't, shouldn't you have favor? Shouldn't you listen to what I'm asking you to do? Did, didn't you even notice that? Did I do that all for, for nothing? And this is what God says in response. Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure You oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice heard on high. Is such such the fast that I choose a day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? These are the ceremonial acts for a fast. Will you, call, will you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? What, God, what, what God's saying here is you guys are going through the motions. You, you guys did the, 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 the ceremonial stuff of the fast, but you didn't focus on what was going on in your hearts. This is not really, this is not really what God wanted of the people, right? God wanted to see a change in their hearts, God wanted to see a change in their, in, an ad, in their attitudes. God wanted to see a change in the way that they were caring for the poor and the oppressed, caring for those that they worked with. He wanted to see a change in, in the way that they loved people and how they expressed that love. And then he says, Is not the fast that I choose to loose the bonds of wickedness? And to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and to bring the homeless uh, poor into your house? When you see the naked, to cover them, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. This is what God wanted. He didn't want the people to to go through the motions. He, He wanted the people's hearts to change. He wanted the people's actions and attitudes to change. And this is, this is what we have to be careful that we don't do. I've done it before, where the, the main emphasis of a fast comes, becomes the food and becomes what you're, what you're giving up. And, and, it, and it's not, you're not spending more time in prayer and in worship. 
Don't do that. That's, that's an awful thing to do because you're going to end up like these Israelite people. Like, God, we put ourselves through that misery for what? But God wanted to do a work in their hearts. So as we're fasting, it's an amazing time to let God shape our hearts. Let God speak to us. Let God work inside of us so that he can change our attitudes and our actions. I love what it says in Joel 2. Even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. God didn't want them just to go through the, the, the act of ripping their garments. God, we're sorry, but they're not really sorry. God wanted sincerity over a ceremony of a fast. And that, that's what God wants in us too during this time. He wants us to be real before him. He doesn't want us to go through the motions. He wants our heart and he wants us to be real with him. Then it says, return to the Lord your God for he's gracious and compassionate. He's slow to anger and abounding in love. He relents from sending calamity. It's a beautiful verse. Return to the Lord. He's gracious and compassionate. He's slow to anger, abounding in love. He, he relents in sending calamity. It, it's a beautiful verse, but it's also a bit sad because you see God sending calamity to the people of the Israelites, right? You see Babylon taking them captive and bringing them into exile. And God's people are, God, what's going on here? We're, we're, Jerusalem has been, been, you know, the walls are, are down, the temple's in rubble. What's going on? And God, this, this is the, what he had to do to, to get the, the people's attention because they weren't listening to the prophets. They weren't listening to the call to come back to God. So God had to, to send these wake-up calls. Um, and this is the last, I think, emphasis of what we want to happen as we're fasting. We want fasting to be a time that we return to God. We want fasting to be a time where, where God reignites our heart and where we wake up. We wake up to the things of God in our life. In Revelation 3, this is written to the church of Sardis. It says, wake up. Can you say that with me this morning? Wake up. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. Fasting is an awesome time. If, 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 if your relationship with God has been waning and, and you are, if you're honest, kind of sleeping in, in your relationship with God, fasting is an amazing opportunity uh, to wake up. Uh, I remember when I was taking a, a grade 12 English class and I was in grade 11, because I thought I was smart. But I was surrounded by grade 12 students and I wanted to kind of impress them a little bit. Um, but one thing that I did in that class, just for fun, was I would, I would cross my legs like this um, and make, make my leg fall asleep. That's what I did for fun. You gotta do something in history, right? So I'd make my leg fall asleep and it was just really interesting because it's like, man, it doesn't even feel like it's part of my body. You can like pinch it and everything. It's just totally, totally dead. So I'm doing this, and all of a sudden, you hear this little bing, Brendan Friesen, can you come to the office? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go, and then I realize my leg is completely dead. It's like 100% sleeping. 
So I did what, what I had to do. I, I got up and I literally had to just drag my leg the whole way out the door. Everyone is looking at me like, did he just break his leg or, or what's going on? Um, but th- that, that will happen. If, if you do that today, um, the same thing is going to happen because you're cutting off the nerve the nerve that's sending signals to your brain and your brain and your leg can't communicate anymore. And it's the exact same thing that happens in our lives when we cut off that connection with God. The moment we don't remain in God, the moment we don't spend time in prayer, the moment we're not connected to the head, which is Christ, we die, we fall asleep. And when we get called and what God calls us, and, and we're sleeping and we're dead. We, we've got nothing unless we have that connection, right? And fasting is a time to strengthen that connection. It's a time to remain in him. It's a time to dwell in his presence. It's a time to wake up. And I guarantee you, when you focus on that, when you say, okay, God, I, I wanna be connected to you. I wanna remain in you. I wanna wake up. You're gonna wake up. You're gonna feel a tingle in your leg. It's gonna come to life. All of a sudden, you'll be able to move your toes again. You're gonna bear much fruit with God because when you remain in him and he remains in you, you will bear much fruit. And this is what we want during this time. This is what I want during this time. I wanna wake up. And I don't know where you are in your relationship with, with God today, but if you don't think you need to wake up more, I pray that you'd realize you need to wake up more. We all need to wake up more. Amen? We all need to, to more of God. I love what it says in Jeremiah 29. It's so simple. It says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. The NLT says, if you, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you'll find me. That's an awesome promise, amen? We can find God. We will find God. We'll we'll experience him. We'll come to know him. But it also says, when when you seek me with with all of your heart, that's that's the hard part of the verse, right? Because there's a lot of times where I can seek God with, with half my heart and be like, that was... I mean, I spent a bit of time in prayer. God, I don't feel your presence. Like, what's up? I'm not, I'm not finding you. But there's this, this call to seek God with, with all our heart. And I, I just challenge you over these next three weeks to have that attitude, just to say, God, I'm seeking you with everything. I'm seeking you more than I ever had before. God, I don't even know what it looks like to seek you with all of my heart, but I, I'm gonna try. God, give me grace to seek you with all of my heart. God, I'm gonna spend time in your presence. I'm gonna remain in you. And I pray that, that we, we would do this. And as we do this, it's beautiful because God will reignite our hearts. God will awaken our hearts, amen? Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.